I'm Meredith. And I'm Robin. And this is My TV Family. This week we're talking about love triangles. Welcome back to My TV Family. As Meredith mentioned in her sultry way, <laughs> we're talking about love triangles. I'm very excited to announce we are also bringing back Fantasy Families. Yeah, we are. It's been a while. We've been teasing that for a while. <laughs> <laughs> and here it is. Um, but should we start with some hot topics on television? Uh, yes, I see on our outline that you have a real hot topic. <laughs> coming out of the gate <laughs> hit it um yeah so i know that everyone is talking about it but i want to talk about it have you heard the drama with constance Wu? oh have i <laughs> so constance <laughs> Wu is on fresh off the boat mm-hmm. um she's on crazy rich asians mm-hmm. and uh, fresh off the boat got picked up for it's sixth season i think and she was pissed yeah and she went on twitter and instagram and anywhere else that would hear and say how upset she was that it got picked up and as you can imagine people were not really pleased with that Mm -mm. um and she had to walk that back a little bit that was a real good twitter blow up too yeah um the other things that i went pretty deep on yes the um upfronts week so mm. most of the major tv networks had their upfronts and so i thought i'd give you some of the highlights give them to me um i watched so many trailers yes. for shows in a world so I'm, d- <laughs> I'm just gonna go down the list of some of the networks we had the cw okay. and i did not realize that the cw has turned into a straight superhero network <laughs> <laughs> that's they, all they are offering they batwoman supergirl arrow the flash black lightning um i think there's a few others i just didn't is realize it a teeny bopper or is it teeny bopper superheroes i think a kind of a blend the intersection yes. of yes okay mm-hmm. um but one show that i was excited about is katie keen it's a new show and it's a spinoff of riverdale Ooh. because you know we need another spinoff of riverdale because it's gotten too boring and pedestrian <laughs> and so this one is uh, follows um four women who um who moved to new york and they're all like aspiring artists of some sort mm. and are they in a cult or are they worshiping satan not not that i know of yet um but one of the girls josie um, from Riverdale is one of them. She's a musician. Josie of Josie and the Pussycats? Mm-hmm. Ooh, I'm interested. And so she goes, and then Lucy Hale, who yes. plays my girl Lucy Hale, is playing Katie Keene, and she's like a designer. Oh, oh, the name of the show is Katie Keene. Yeah. Oh, yeah, got it. Katie mm-hmm. Co- Keene has a new show. Mm-hmm. Got it. Yep, so um, that one I I could be down for. Okay. Um, looking forward to that. First episode. Meredith reviewing. Yes. <laughs> and then CBS has a bunch of comedies that look like they belong on <laughs> CBS, right? Like, on brand. Yep. Yeah, it just, I watched a few trailers. And I'm like, yeah, this fits. Um, <laughs> but there was one that I'm kind of excited to watch. It's called The Unicorn and it has Walton Goggins. Oh, that guy. Um, yeah. I've mentioned, I think last time that I watched uh, Justified. Oh, the listener comments we got about that <laughs> one. People um, were shocked. I really love Walton Goggins from that. And so he plays this lead. He is a recently widowed dad. Okay. And it's like getting back into the um, dating world. 
Is it like a 30 minute sitcom? No, it's not like a, there's no laugh track or anything. It, it's it's supposed to be a comedy. Okay. It's billed as a comedy. You I have a say. lot of new shows to start watching. I know. I Come just like fall that, time. I like that he is the lead. I mean, he is like a straight white guy. So I shouldn't, I should be careful how I say this, but like he does not fit the mold of most leads, I guess, just in his par- appearance. He's not attractive. <laughs> um, Finally. So ABC had like mostly regular programming. We've talked about my favorite show, Single Parents, and that is coming back, y'all. Renewed against the odds. Um, it is. I'm going to have to eat my words because I said it was going to be canceled, but it's coming back for a second season. Mm. And then they also announced Mixed-ish, which is a show that's really, <laughs> the title is really hard to say. <laughs> um, and that will be a prequel to Blackish, and it follows Rainbow's. I think childhood growing up in a mixed race family. Oh, man, they just stick an ish on the end of anything. They have <laughs> yeah. a formula. And I'll probably watch it. Yeah. And then NBC is just mm-hmm. the same old stuff. I don't think they, they may have added one or two new things, but for the most part, it was the same stuff. Meredith, thank you for doing the work on the upfronts. Oh, yeah. There's I love lots you of, for it. There's lots of new TV coming out and um, we're here to do the work. Whew. Can I tell you a hot topic? Yeah, please. So um, not anything um, super earth shattering, but um, as you know, there are series finales out the wazoo. Oh my goodness, yeah. Which is a technical Hollywood term. <laughs> um, Big Bang Theory. Were you ever a Big Bang watcher? No. Okay, so um, we used to watch it 100 years ago because it's been on for 100 years. Um and I have not watched it in a very long time, but I do have a soft spot for it in my heart still, I think. And um, I might need to know how it ends. Um, there's also Veep. Yes. Wrapping it up. Yeah. Um, I missed most of last season, but I'm jumping back in there for the end. Yeah, same here. We didn't watch season six, but we are slowly working our way through season seven. Yeah. Um, and I believe it's called Game of Thrones. Oh, say that again. We'll talk about it in a <laughs> bit, but I just think that all of our listeners should know that Meredith and I have now caught up on all of the seasons and we are ready for the finale. <laughs> we are throwing a finale season party or season finale party. Yeah, I'll be there with wigs on. Um, <laughs> my other note for anyone out there who cares about quality television, Fleabag season two is out this week. I'm so excited. Um, I believe it's only available on Amazon. Ugh, this show. It's so good. Tell me a little about the show. I don't think I know about So Bay. one like little odd conceit of the show is that the main character is never named, um, except for she's called Fleabag. <laughs> <laughs> um, and this is um, an actress who you would recognize named Feely. 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 Mr. McFeely. Mr. McFeely. Um, This is throwback program. Um, Her name is Phoebe Waller-Bridge, and she also is the creator of Killing Eve. Okay. And a bunch of other great British shows. She had a one-woman show that was in New York. Like, she's just amazing. Um, I have... um, heard her referred to as, like, a, a savant. Like, she's just wonderful. But the show is about what a garbage person she is <laughs> she awesome. makes really bad decisions but it's kind of one of those where and we'll talk about this when we get to what we've been watching but 
behavior that we would find like acceptable in a male protagonist sometimes in a female protagonist people are like why is she doing that she's not likable kind of like our politicians anyway moving (laughs) on um so anyway check out fleabag it's about like the most wonderful garbage person you would ever want to know i love it so much um and just for our fans out there who are keeping track of um our feud over the ugly, sexy Raul Castillo. <laughs> oh my goodness! I rickrolled Meredith with you a sure did <laughs> with a trailer for season two of Vida, which, if you listened last week, you know um, uh, they are coming to ATX TV Fest, and um, I am a big fan of that show. And guess who was added to season two? <laughs> yes, that's right. It's Raul Castillo, everyone's favorite Richie from Looking, everyone's favorite bartender from Atypical. Meredith's favorite actor of all time. Oh, garbage, garbage, <laughs> garbage. Yeah, she made me watch the season two trailer. Didn't With even... the promise that there was someone important to both of us in it. Yeah. Which is true. <laughs> Man, it was a it was a shocker. And I stand by my statement. He is darling. N- not cute. So cute. <laughs> I raise you a Walt Goggins. <laughs> anyway. Um, as promised we have brought back the fantasy family we sure have back by popular demand i'll say i know you guys have been asking me about my skincare and asking (laughs) me about my fantasy family and i'm here to talk about both (laughs) do you have a few minutes to talk about your skincare routine (laughs) uh so this week's fantasy family comes from stacy right here in austin Mm -hmm. thank you so much stacy um, as we read through this, there were so many shows that we or, or that we were being introduced to. So I'm very excited about this. I am too. And there are a couple on that I really like. So it's nice to know that when you have shows in common with someone, you can trust their recs. Yeah. So now we have some things that, to get after because we know we are into the same thing. So do you want to get started with? Heck yeah, I do. Her fantasy. So Stacy's. Um, and I'm sorry. Let's back up for her just a second. Oh, okay. If you haven't um, been with us for fantasy families, just a gentle reminder that fantasy families can be a combination of any of your favorite TV show characters from any show, any era, any generation, up, down, left, right. You could even have cartoons. What? Meredith wouldn't. <laughs> so Stacy, as a longtime listener, makes some nods to our fantasy family rules or the lack thereof, which I really appreciate. Yeah. So Stacy has introduced us her fantasy family mother, Chummy Noakes from Call the Midwife. Good old Chummy. Oh, she is an absolute delight. Stacy, I could not agree more. Stacy says Chummy is love. Oh, isn't that a mother? She is loyal, non-judgmental, and supportive. After being raised by a cold and unaffectionate mother of her own, I think Chummy would ensure her children never felt like a disappointment. She also mentions that Chummy is funny, which is um, <laughs> definitely true. Say Chummy is funny five times fast. Chummy <laughs> is funny. That's like a <laughs> vocal exercise. <laughs> All right. You want to do the next bit? Yeah. So as the father of her fantasy family, she chose um, Detective Inspector. I had to look up what DI stood for. Jimmy <laughs> Perez from Shetland. So Shetland was another show that I hadn't heard of, but it seems like it's a British detective show. I haven't heard of it either, but I'm adding it to my list. Um, And she says Perez is restraint. He is brave and steadfast and he can be bold. 
He knows when to hit first, like literally when to knock a guy to the floor with one punch. He sounds sexy. Is he yeah. sexy? <laughs> I don't know. But Perez also Stacey, understands. Right no, in. <laughs> also understands that no matter how tightly we may want to hold on to our children, how hard we struggle to protect them, how committed a parent has to be, at some point we have to let go. Wow. Man. This fantasy family just got too smart for this podcast. <laughs> yeah. First of all, deep, be- beautiful writing, Stacy. <laughs> Second of all, Perez has just like a, com- seems like a complicated character. Mm. Googling. <laughs> um, okay. So for siblings, um, Stacy has for her sister, Abby Shuto. I hope I'm pronouncing that right from NCIS. And she notes, did someone mention guilty pleasures? <laughs> Love ya. Um, and for brother, she has Charles Boyle from Brooklyn Nine. <laughs> this is such a solid choice for a brother. I just lit up because that's the only thing he could be (laughs) abby and charles are unwaveringly loyal to those they love abby follows her heart which he would no doubt tell you belongs to science love her she is intelligent and doesn't try to hide it she doesn't ever apologize for her interests even though they might not be popular she would be a great role model for unabashed self-acceptance Charles is so earnest in his commitment to those he loves. In junior high, you would hate him and wish for a cool brother. But then as you got older, you would realize that even though he annoyed you, he was also enthusiastically one of your biggest supporters and you never had to cry alone. And he would teach you how to cook. <laughs> uh, amazing. Yeah, I I really love those. That's Those are great sibling choices. Mm-hmm. She chose an older cousin, uh, which I like, like the... Yeah. specificity their older cousin please be specific <laughs> um, penelope bunty windermere from chummy Father Brown. bunty chummy bunty <laughs> yeah um so bunty is a great nickname um she said bunty is pure fun she would be the cousin that you let you wear her lipstick even if you weren't allowed oh love that yep that's what you need an older cousin <laughs> someone to just Pave the way for you. <laughs> so. I'll take some lipstick. Um, she also um, has an aunt and two uncles. <laughs> I'll do the aunt and you can handle the uncles. You know I can. <laughs> <laughs> Meredith Marie? I don't even know what to do with you. Anyway, Stacy, I'm sorry we've sullied your list. Moving on. Uh, Stacy has chosen for her aunt Jane Marple from Agatha Christie's Marple. Um, I'm thinking this is another PBS pick. Stacy, you're too smart. Why do you listen to this podcast? Miss <laughs> Marple is the cleverest, and yes, yeah, she does understand people very well and would be able to assist you in parsing through others' actions when you are confused by human nature. Oh, on the daily she always has a wise counsel but mostly i choose jane because at some point she would invite you on a trip to visit a friend in a small village someone would be murdered and then you would have a front row seat watching her defy others prejudices and expectations by solving the mystery before they can even get their pants on aunt jane is a badass well now i gotta start watching marble yeah and stacy again you got away with words she does. Um, for uncles, <laughs> Stacy chose Captain Raymond Holt, another oh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Also for the Nine-Nine. Um, she says that Captain Holt is diligent. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. And that he would take his time, whether you wanted him to or not, to teach you how to be fancy, um, including opera, calligraphy, chess, rare wines. You would learn to appreciate his stoicism and mimic it when needed. Um, but because he's also empathetic, and tender he would also bail you and bunty out of jail when you got busted sneaking into nightclubs and not tell your parents you and bunty again <laughs> at it again um and then as a second uncle uh, stacy chose nick offerman um from making it 
and that was like the fun craft show he had with yeah. Amy Poehler. Mm-hmm. And she says, because there are no rules. I love somebody who knows that there are no rules in <laughs> Fantasy Family. Just a reminder, everybody, there are no rules. Um, and she says, Nick is creative and would carefully support you in any creative pursuits that you had. Well, by golly, that's all I need for an uncle. Mm-hmm. Indeed. Um, she said he would also introduce you to cool music when you were young, teach you woodworking, show you how to drink whiskey, and I'm pretty sure instruct you how to kill a man with your bare hands should you ever need to defend yourself. Stacy, this list is the wind beneath my dang wings. Yeah, she she brought fantasy families back to life. So thank you, Stacy. That's going to be a tough act to follow. But do try to follow it. <laughs> Send us your fantasy families. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she set the bar high, but I know you guys can do it. Oh, I love it. Meredith, have you been watching any television? I've been, other than just a bunch of trailers <laughs> for uh, upcoming television, I have seen a few shows. Okay, tell me. I'm going to start with the first one, which is a new show. Um, is this a mid-season replacement? Is that still a term we use? Um, it I've, just started? Uh, sure. Yes, okay. it, did ju- it did just start. Interesting. Yes. Um, and... I just feel like everyone is always talking about how there's too much TV. They can never yep. catch up. You always feel like you're behind, but they're you not look- trying. People who say that are not trying. <laughs> well, that's not exactly what I was getting at. <laughs> um, I was saying we put in a lot of work to watch the shows to help you find the shows you might like. Oh, I see where you're going. So pass that. it along to your friends. <laughs> <laughs> we do the we do the watching so you don't have to. <laughs> well, we can just um, we can weed through some of the stuff for you. What so, stuff have you been weeding through? <laughs> All right, get to it, Meredith. Um, <laughs> the first show I watched was Bless This Mess, and it's on ABC. I've literally never heard of this program. I know. Well, out of the two of us, I'm the one who sticks to the network shows. So um, this one is with Dak Shepard. I've heard of him. And Lake Bell. I've heard of her. And She's in that movie where they do In a World. No. I think it's called In a World. Oh, okay. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Go on. So... The, the They are a couple and they live in New York City and they decide to leave the big city life and move to Nebraska. He inherited his like aunt's farm in Nebraska where he was raised. Okay. And they move thinking it's going to be relaxed and just like this beautiful idyllic farm life. Um, and then they get there and quickly learn that they don't know anything about farming and it's just like Ooh. a bunch of hard work and they... Um, you know, they move into this farming community where everyone's been farming for their whole lives and they know everything about it. And there's just these city slickers trying to trying to farm out of nowhere. Is it good? Um, well, I think it's funny. I, it took me a episode or two to get into it. Okay. Um, but I kind of like the farm comedy. Well, who doesn't? You know, I like a fish out of water comedy. Yeah, I was so going to say. That's definitely this feel. And it has our favorite girl. Um <gasps> Lennon Parnum. Yes. That's, yeah. Lennon Parnum from um, Playing House. Oh, well, that should have been front and center. They should have put her in the title. I know. So she is just a a neighbor who has lived on the farm forever and doesn't really like um, city slickers. These two coming in and expecting like they know how to farm. So I don't know. I would give it a, I would give it a watch. It's a fun. It's a fun watch. And it got picked up for season two already. What? Man, I must be living in a cave. I totally missed this one. Um, so you would recommend checking it out? Yeah. Okay. And another thing that I think both 
you and I watched mm, together. Not to completion, but oh, go okay. on. Okay. I got well. scared. I got too scared. <laughs> I have been really missing, feeling like I'm missing out on Game of Thrones. Mm. I know this comes as a shock as a last episode that we recorded. <laughs> we were both like, Game of what? Who cares? <laughs> but I've been getting a lot of FOMO about this season finale. And... The most recent episode, everyone was really upset because... Yeah, that makes me feel pe- better. People are real upset about how the whole season's unfolding, so... Well, someone died, and it was just like shocking, and I just needed to know a little bit about what was going on. I don't well, want to watch the be show... Be careful what you wish for, But Meredith. I wanted to know a little bit. So, one of the things I watched this week was a just a quick 12-minute YouTube clip that showed all the seasons (laughs) all of the seasons um with the exception of the current season and it walked through the family tree Mm -hmm. of all the people in game of thrones so i could at least have just like a a working knowledge yeah cursory knowledge of of game of thrones and i'm just going to tell you even with like the censored edited version of game of thrones I know I can't watch it. I had to turn it off. When I looked at it, it was too close to bedtime and I yeah. started and got very scared. Yeah. I do not know how you guys hang in there for that show um, with the violence. Um, it and is the incest and the violent incest. I'm not yeah, here for it. It is intense, but I do kind of feel cool knowing something about the Lannisters and the dragons. Yeah. That <laughs> is that a family? <laughs> I keep hearing about the dragons. I just like to be in the know about what's going on. It's a, but Can I, I ask a question? Yes. Is Jason Momoa in the 12 minutes? He is not. And not I t- period interested, period. <laughs> no. They did make a point to say, we're not going to talk about this guy. And it was Jason Momoa who popped up or this person or this person. Because they're like, that doesn't matter for like the overall plot. Says you. Yeah. So... I will probably not be watching the season finale, but <laughs> I will probably be reading some recap on <laughs> online just to... We should do something finale night. <laughs> All right, Robin, tell me some of the things you're watching. Oh, okay. Um, so I watched a show on Hulu called um, Rami. Mm-hmm. It stars uh, Rami Youssef. Yes. I really enjoyed this one. Um, he is a Muslim millennial who is just trying to figure it out like the rest of us. But kind of the premise of the show is he keeps telling anybody who'll listen that he wants to be good and he's trying to be good mm-hmm. and make good decisions and do the right thing. But he just keeps screwing up along the way yeah. <laughs> and making real bad decisions. So he keeps saying he wants to be good and do good, but he ends up looking very, very bad. Um, but I blew right through it. Um, I have to say the focus of the show is him. But my two favorite episodes were these standalone episodes. There were two standalone episodes. One focused on his sister okay. and one focused on his mother. And they were absolutely sublime. Um, The one about his mom was kind of a kick in the nuts at the end. Um, The actress who plays his mother is also in Succession, Mm -hmm. which showed that about rich white men that people were talking about a while back. Yeah. Um, She's um, the woman who's married to the patriarch of that family. She just has the most expressive face um i loved all the languages in it it's it's a really good show um i've heard a lot of people compare it to master of none but that's because people are basic and don't have anything to compare things to yeah well i shouldn't say that it's not that people are basic it's just that 
the options out there have been pretty basic and lame for so long that you're like, hey, that was a show that was had a person with a different color of skin than I have that was about a young person. It's the same. Yeah. I've heard really good things about Rami. I'm excited about it. I think you would like it. It has, um, it's just an interesting point of view. Yeah. Um, have you watched Someone Great yet? I haven't. I, that was my homework before <laughs> this episode. And and you were watching some dang dragons? I <laughs> No, I think it's kind of an emotional. I mean, you can tell me mm. because I feel like it's kind of an emotional movie. Mm. And I don't think I need that quite yet. <laughs> Save it for when you need a weep, for sure. <laughs> um, and we can talk about it when you watch it. But um, for any listener out there who needs a low down and dirty skinny real quick um someone great is on netflix it stars gina it's a movie on netflix starring gina rodriguez dewanda wise um britney snow and my man lakeith stanfield um <laughs> who you may remember from atlanta along with other motion pictures um but this sounds like a very simplified um description but it's a really interesting picture of the evolution of a romantic relationship in your 20s and as it relates to the importance of your girlfriends during that same time. Yeah. I cried mm, 17,000 times. <laughs> then that's a, Just a rough, rough estimate. <laughs> and it is conservative. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I would love to um, love to hear your thoughts on it. Yeah. Again, I've heard <laughs> really wonderful things about it. When I am in a spot where I can handle crying 17,000 mm-hmm. times... You let me know. I'll let you know. Um, what else has been on your watching radar? Well, I know everyone wants to know my opinion about the new Bachelorette season. Mm-hmm. Espe- I know that's right. Especially you. <laughs> <laughs> Setting so. feminism back <laughs> so. decades at a time. The Bachelorette is back. And as you know, I usually just like to watch it on fast forward so I can listen to people <laughs> talk about it. Um, but this week, this you like I mean, the Game of Thrones it. <laughs> yes, <laughs> this season they cast a woman who is a little less polished, a little more awkward than usual. I feel like you're trying to nicely say something. No, I think <laughs> I mean she talks about all the time that she doesn't know what she's doing. She okay. doesn't know what she's doing. It sounds like maybe a little less savvy, like toward the game of it all. Yeah. Okay. But I like what that. I think is funny is like I bet most of them don't know what they're doing. She's just the only one saying it out loud. Okay. Um, and I think they're trying to play this for us. Like, for example, they always make the bachelor or bachelorette, like walk through a field or walk by the beach and just like look off into the distance. Right. And every time I see it, I'm like, that must be so awkward to film. Yeah. Just like, why don't you look off this balcony into the sunset and we're just going to film you. Mm-hmm. So they film her doing that. And then they cut to her saying like, oh, I don't know what to do with my hands. Which feels like a very normal... Do you think that's a production thing? Yes. Yes. So I think they're really... I mean, I watch Unreal, as you know, which is actually (laughs) what happens on The Bachelor. Um, I think they're really playing this up. Because I imagine most people who have to just be filmed just like staring off into the distance (laughs) have some qualms about it. And if you don't, then you are not a normal person. This is fascinating. Um, So it is interesting that they have tried to really play that up for like she's a little and in the in the last season when she was a contestant on the bachelor she was a little unpolished and that was kind of her thing she was so worried about being perfect and then she just froze and couldn't do anything Mm. 
but I just thought it was interesting. They're making it seem like so crazy that she doesn't know what to do with her hands in a picture. In a field. Yeah. Oh, that's fascinating. Um, so I think that adds an interesting element. Mm. As always, I feel like I need to add like the disclaimer that I understand that it is a garbage show. It's a funny... See it's you a, next week. Yes, I will be there. <laughs> we all have our garbage television. Not me. Um, <laughs> and the other thing that I know people are dying to hear my opinion on is the Survivor finale. Okay. People have opinions about this uh, season. Yeah. And I know like it's, you either loved it or hated it. And I'm not going to say a whole lot about Survivor, except for this season, they really showed how Survivor can evolve and like the game can change a little bit. This, you know, I talked about this season they had the edge of extinction. So when they got voted off, they went to like this remote island and Mm -hmm. just had had to sit there and then they got to come back into the game. So it added a new aspect to the game. And the one thing that I think is funny, like they're trying to make all these changes and trying to switch it up here and there so that things don't get boring or the same. There's one thing that they do every time. And at the very at the season finale, Jeff Probst, they all vote on who they think should win and Mm -hmm. they put their little vote in an urn. And at the end he goes, I'm going to go tally the votes. And he grabs the urn and like walks down into the middle of nowhere in Fiji. And they always show him walking into the studio of Universal as if he walked from Fiji to (laughs) Universal. They make this cut so it looks like he's going to go tally the votes. And then you see him walking into Universal Studios with this urn. I think of all the things that can't change, you're going to still try and do this, <laughs> pull this stunt on us. Um, yeah, it was an interesting season. I wasn't really pleased with who won, or, um, but that's, that's here nor there. I feel like there's always someone who didn't win that you wanted to in Survivor. Well, people were hot about this season. Yeah. Mm. Um, and next season, looks um, they're changing it up a little bit and bringing back two winners who've won before who won't play but they're going to be like coaches oh so i don't know how i feel about that other than i do like boston rob and sandra so oh god that guy (laughs) (laughs) well we're going to talk about some survivor crossover situations yeah please do so those are the those are the shows that i watched this this week okay (laughs) this day (laughs) can i ask you about some survivor people Please. So, um, listener nation, you guys will be happy to know that we're back on the amazing race as a family at my house. <laughs> um, but we are watching the current season, mm-hmm. um, which is interesting to have to wait a week for episodes. That's wild. Um, but the twist this season is that the contestants are all former contestants from Survivor, Big Brother, or The Amazing Race. Yes. And man alive they are really playing up on the angle of like what's different between survivor and amazing race what's different between big oh god so like as they're like going through the race whenever they do their interviews like at pit stops Mm -hmm. they'll say like what's the difference between being on the amazing race now that you've been on the race and (laughs) this one woman who was on big brother said well on Big Brother, you get like a minimum of like 14 hours of sleep a day. <laughs> and um, on The Amazing Race, you don't sleep at all. So that's like the one main difference. <laughs> and, 
Yeah, big brother, you're stuck in a house yeah. all the time. Yeah, so um, it's very interesting. There was a big guy with a beard, like a big bushy beard, who was from Survivor that got off. Um, yep. Ru- Rupert, 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 yep. He apparently is a person people are interested in. Yeah, I think on Survivor, people really liked him. I am not interested in him. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us how you really feel. Anyway, um, I am liking it. I just like getting back to watching something we can all watch together instead of like inane cartoon garbage. Yeah. Um, so that's a happy day. Um, can I tell you a couple other um, quickies? Yeah. So um, on a viewer um, recommendation, um, our friend Elise recommended Dairy Girls yes. on Netflix, uh-huh. which is so funny because it keeps popping up as like, you're a 99.7% match with this show. <laughs> and I'm like, you don't tell me what to watch Netflix. Um, I have to say the poster art for it or like the thumbnail for it is just not very appealing to yeah. me. So someone get on that. Um, (laughs) But it is really great. It's only six episodes. I think the second season has been released in the UK, but not here. So hopefully that'll come to Netflix soon. I blew through it in one plane ride. (laughs) Um, So it takes place in um, Ireland during the early 1990s, during the Troubles. And it is absolutely hilarious. Um, It centers around a group of high school girls and their families so it's like a friend group at this friend pri- group in the 90s does it get better than that i mean the music meredith is absolutely fantastic there's some cranberries oh it's so good so they all go to a private catholic school um it's super sweary yes <laughs> which <laughs> I, I think, think we were warned word. about yeah um, said. my favorite character is one of the high school girls her name's michelle and she is a horn dog who curses like a sailor so phew kindred spirits um but i think you would really like it it's a real a real good one real funny um i had to watch with the captions on because irish accents um but yeah i give that one two enthusiastic thumbs up and it's only six episodes and they're super short and delectable yeah um, I've, heard, I, I've heard other people we've had other recommendations for dairy girl so it's a good one um <laughs> yeah i'm looking forward to season two if anybody knows when that's coming out give a shout um, and I just wanted to um, bring up <laughs> a specific scene from a show that I've been catching up on. Mm-hmm. Um, I know I've mentioned it before. It's called Better Things. Yeah. It's with Pamela Adlon. She remains just the best in the biz. But in one of the recent episodes we were watching, there was a scene where she's with one of her daughters who's like a tween teen. And she had just let her daughter, who's like, 13 or 14 practice driving around like a parking lot yeah and then the daughter got aggravated with the mom because of something and she like stormed off and was like you know and just left so the mom's sitting there by herself in the car (laughs) and she goes thanks mom for letting me illegally (laughs) practice driving in this car even though you could have gotten in big trouble i appreciate all of the things you do for me and it was so relatable i mean how many times have you and i done that today (laughs) yeah it was just the best scene and something i feel like parents do all the time kind of having these fake conversations where you play the role of your child saying something nice and appreciative (laughs) to you just to hear it out loud (laughs) just to know that the words could exist oh and that's what we've been watching sounds good um meredith you want to start on our actual topic today of love (laughs) triangles the love triangles yes i do (laughs) 
Um, so this was a fun one. I really enjoyed thinking about all the love triangles because it's a common trope in TV. Definitely. Um, I was thinking as I was going through lists and my list things, there's definitely different type of love triangles. Mm-hmm. So some of the ones that I thought about is there's the one where there's really split between two good options. Right? Yep. Where Which is tough to pull off. Yeah, I think so. And where you really get the teams. Yes. Like you get people in two different camps. I feel like Gilmore Girls is kind of one of those mm-hmm. where there are several options in Gilmore Girls where people can like them and you can say, oh, I can get, I can understand why you like that person for Rory yep. or for Lorelai or whatever. Yep. Um, another one is where there's just someone standing in your way of like the couple that you like. Yeah. So Jim and Pam and uh, Karen is the one of us thinking about like, okay, you know, Karen is fine and everything. Like she's an obstacle, but she's an obstacle. And so there are several, there are several shows that do that where you're like, those people are together, but I really want these people together. And you kind of have to wait for that person to <laughs> Let's get out, hustle of the, this along, Karen. out of the picture um, for the, your couple to get together. And then there's always the one where there's one, one of the people in the love triangle has the unrequited love for the person. The one thing I was thinking about is in Grey's Anatomy, there's one guy who's in love with Meredith Grey and she's in love with someone else. Right. So the, mm-hmm. the triangle doesn't quite add up but <laughs> it's a little uh, lopsided this it triangle. is a little lopsided um, hey, but there's all- has not been in a lopsided triangle <laughs> but you see just the person who who's in love with someone who's obviously in love with someone else and mm-hmm. i still feel like that qualifies as a love triangle i agree i also feel like when i was going through kind of our faves a couple of them felt more like love quadrangles yeah <laughs> we'll talk about those in a bit um so our listeners had a lot of suggestions (laughs) you know what my favorite part of love triangles is when you say unequivocally like oh i'm sure everyone's on team such and such yeah and then you see someone else that's like "Mm -mm," like, (laughs) yeah i'm on team so and so you're out of this is outrageous yeah um so there was a little bit of that which was always fun (laughs) yeah well why don't you tell us what the listeners had to say sure so um i led off the discussion with 90210 okay and that got some feelings of firing yeah um there were some team kelly words there were some team brenda words um everyone remained mostly friendly um and we got some um excitement over the reboot yeah i that i can't do it without you know who i know yeah that's kind of baffling to me that they're doing this reboot of 90210 with the original cast members i mean um i know (laughs) what else are they doing oh that that part doesn't doesn't blow my mind quite as much that they're available but (laughs) that this is a thing that they can pull off um so it'll be interesting to see yeah Mm -hmm. it's just sad (laughs) it's very sad without luke perry yeah for sure um i love this uh, man people are going highbrow on my tv family this week so someone mentioned dangerous liaisons which is a great film um you may recall cruel intentions was kind of the teeny bopper version of that back in the day but um thank you to stacy different stacy for classing up our social media feed with <laughs> dangerous liaisons yeah. such a good one um I, one that c- came up a couple of times was sex in the city um the bigger aiden situation were you a sex in the city watcher nope 
Oh. But I know you were. Yeah, I was. Team big for life. <laughs> um, I think we've talked about, about this before, but um, the best argument I've heard for Carrie and Big being the um, ultimate end game is that Aiden was too good for her and she and Big kind of were both trash and deserved one another. Yeah. So that's love. Um, <laughs> I think that's love. I think that's love. Um, my favorite throwback show was Three's Company. Yeah, come and knock on my door. Come and knock on my door. <laughs> I, people have been asking us to do more singing. So I, yes. you asked for it, you got it. Um, <laughs> my favorite part about Three's Company is that there was behind the scenes infighting between oh, yeah? the cast. I did not know yeah, that. Yeah, they had to recast someone. Susan Summer, Suzanne Summers was recast uh, she was the recast person she was a new girl i don't know hmm. um those people were fighting over jack yeah come and knock on our door indeed <laughs> you want to do the rest of the uh listener list i do uh, <laughs> <laughs> we've been waiting for you uh so the first one is buffy buffy the vampire slayer i was gonna try and come up with a buffy the vampire slayer song <laughs> to sing <laughs> thought you were gonna but, do bunty and buffy oh and yeah um chummy. and that's spike versus angel that's this, a big one it is a big MTV. one if i was not such a little baby i could maybe have something to say on this topic what if we watched it in the daytime with like full lights on i'm sure that i could handle that maybe <laughs> i think i would still be too scared um someone else mentioned lost we got the triangle between sawyer jack and kate which one's from party of five jack okay cool i kind of followed i fell on the team sawyer side of that um, was anyone into jack oh i'm sure a lot okay. of people were and then dawson's creek the I mean, creek Joey from the Creek and Dawson and Pacey. Uh, Did anyone root for Dawson? I don't. I don't other know. than like James Vanderbeek's mom. <laughs> Maybe at the time, right? Maybe at the time people did, but if you were to look at it now, all mm. you can see is the um, James Vanderbeek crying face meme, right? Or GIF, and <laughs> that has not been kind to him. <laughs> no. Sorry about your luck, Beak. <laughs> and then friends, uh, the Ross, Rachel, and Joey. Which is, I think was I think that was um, a joke yes. submission. No, but that's like really listed on oh, top list of yeah. But I think I think our listener Megan, who's been on here, suggested that, and the Joey part was a joke because just jokes. <laughs> oh, we're gonna come back to friends in a minute. I have an unpopular opinion. The Rachel and Joey thing was just like we've got to do something here. Time filler. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Ugly. And then as we've, I mentioned the top of this, Jim, Pam, and Roy. Roy is another one of those. Roy being the. The fiance. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, Roy being the. Rashida Jones (laughs) of his triangle. (laughs) Yes. Um, I feel like that's a common thing he's known for being the Rashida Jones of (laughs) his triangle. Um, Yeah. So that's also a really good one. But see you Roy. I don't think anyone's on your side. You're an obstacle, Roy. <laughs> and I think that's it. One mm-hmm. of the one of the big um, love triangles that we've been talking about recently is Jane the Virgin. 
Yep. Um, I think that is a good example of a leg of a love triangle with equal legs. Yes. Right. Like there are people who are team Michael mm-hmm. all the way, except if you're team Michael mm-hmm. after this season. Mm-hmm. Ooh, yikes. <laughs> Um, and then those of us who are right on the team Raph side. Um, but I think that's a pretty, you could make a case for e- either one. There are people who definitely support both sides. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Should we get our personal journey started with a convo about JTV? Yeah, I think so. As you know, I have been team Michael for I'm a long time. So sorry. <laughs> Mostly just because uh, their love story is really sweet and endearing. Um, but this season with the Jason Michael hybrid garbage <laughs> with that boring accent is so sling blade. Yeah, I don't understand why he's still got the slow accent of Jason. Because he's he, both people. I don't get it. It contains multitudes. Um, at first, it really was gut wrenching for me to think about her having to make that choice. Like, having to grieve Michael and then have him come back and then be so torn. But after seeing how boring Jason is and how just like no chemistry there is between the two of them. Leave him on that dang it was farm. Not, it was not hard for me to have her move on and realize that she was team Raph. <laughs> yes, but look what she's done. Yeah. Jason was the period worst period. Mm-hmm. I totally agree. They tried, tried, tried to pull on her little heartstrings with all the flashbacks and the ceiling dandruff, and I'm not buying. And I would support Raph if he ran away from her at top speeds and never turned back. Yeah, I mean, I can see how you would feel that way. But I also think, like, it would be crazy for her to not at least entertain the thought of like my husband came back from the dead let me see like what this is about so Mm. i felt like he could have been just a tiny bit more understanding well and he did bring he brought this on himself yeah initially rafted because he was the one who brought michael back but i also understand why it brought back some difficult feelings of her choosing michael before this Mm -hmm. has been a love triangle that has gone round had and legs round. <laughs> um Ugh. but jane and raf have a child together which i have mentioned before and i think that she should have thought about that before she went to montana with you know who she did him wrong run away Raphael. run run yeah i'm looking forward to seeing i mean this is the series finale or not series finale but this is the final season yep. of the series so i just imagine they have to Make us sweat a little yeah, bit. Yeah, make and us then work for it. There's going to be a nice reunion between Jane and Raph, and the their hearts are going to glow, and then the white flowers are going to fall from the trees, and we're going to be like, I've forgotten about all the drama before. I'm so happy. That better end. happen in a shower, and that's all <laughs> I'm saying about that. Um, can I mention another relationship on that show? Yes. It's not currently in a triangle. I believe they had a moment of triangulation, but I love Alba and Jorge so yes. much. And I really hope she gets a happy ending. I hope so, too. You better pull it together because Alba is a catch. She is a catch. Sexy dresses. (laughs) Meredith, what else is on your list? I feel like some of our listeners were baiting you with gifts on Facebook. (laughs) Yeah, so, of course, I have to talk about Felicity. Yes. And even though I say that, I know there's not much to be said that I haven't already said before. 
Um, but one of the things that I was thinking about in this love triangle, because mm-hmm. this is one where I feel like I know not everyone's going to agree with me, but this is one that has equal legs, as you put it. Yeah. That people, I can see how people are team Ben and I can see how people are team Noel. Um, but the choices are Ben, who had a lot of evolving to do, right? Like he was kind of a diamond in the rough. <laughs> um, I hope someone describes me that way someday. <laughs> and, but they just had really good chemistry, mm-hmm. right? You could just tell they were in love with each other and they fit really well in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Or she could choose Noel, who was just like a good, solid person who was like, had it going on, had it together. But the chemistry was lacking a mm-hmm. little bit. So I just feel like. That sounds like a <laughs> the Veronica and Duncan. Yeah. <laughs> I saw that listed as a love triangle. Yes. That ain't no triangle. Exactly. <laughs> it does. It is very similar to the Veronica and Duncan. It just mm. seems like a really nice, good person who. Donut. <laughs> who is great on paper. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I will always be Team Ben, even though if you were like, well, what would you want your, who would you want your friend to date? It wouldn't be Ben, but it makes her better TV when there's more chemistry rather than harmony. (laughs) Interesting. I may have asked you this before, but do you think that one would stand a rewatch? I mean, I think I could rewatch it. I don't know watching it for the first time. Got it. It How it would hold up. Dated. Yes, it would be very, very dated, but I think it's a a, a TV show that I'll always love. Mm. Um, tell me one of your favorite triangles. With pleasure. Um, so I will start out with True Blood. Whoa. So the triangle there is Suke, which is, there's like a really famous episode where that's how Bill pronounces Suki's name. Uh, Suki Stackhouse. Um, so it's Suki and Bill and Eric. And um, Eric is played by my all-time lover and husband, Alexander Skarsgård. <laughs> okay. um, and I just psychotically love him and all his work. But um, er- the- Eric, the character he played, Northman, who was a vampire, <coughs> he and Suki famously had zero chemistry like it's just kind of an acknowledged fact that they had to go through some love scenes together and they just look like they're (laughs) not (laughs) having the time of their lives which is probably unfair because the actors who played Suki and Bill are together in real life oh okay so Suki's played by Anna Paquin Mm -hmm. and uh, Bill is played by Stephen Moyer and they like I don't remember if they're married but they have babies and they're together forever Um, so that is a lot to try and compete with that's another one that kind of became a quadrangle with Alcide um, who is played by Joe Manganiello, the one who married yeah. Gloria from mm-hmm. that show. Anyway, so that was a real good one. Um, I w- will forever love that show for just giving me the name Suki. <laughs> <laughs> and that does seem unfair to have <laughs> your spouse. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, why don't you go have chemistry with this other guy? I think actually her <laughs> husband partner directed some of the episodes too, so you imagine your husband directing you in a love scene with Alexander Skarsgård? I can just confidently say I can't imagine that. I can, and I am. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, I just... 
I wanted to mention um, kind of a scandalous opinion about friends, if I may. Oh, yes. You always <laughs> you always may. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, so we were jokingly talking about uh, Ross and uh, Rachel and Joey, which we will not be talking about. Um, but I also saw mention of Monica, Richard and Chandler on yes. the list of best um, love triangles. Chandler Bong. Miss Chandler Bong. <laughs> Um, and I would have happily watched Monica walk off into the sunset with Richard. Oh, Richard was the better choice. A hundred percent. Yep. Uh, I mean, and I like Chandler as a character. I like Monica and Chandler as a couple. I like all of that, but like, it is time to go with that it is ophthalmologist, <laughs> yo. It is Tom Selleck. Go with Richard. And Michael Vartan is your son, stepson. <laughs> yeah, that. You're, that's weird territory. That All right. I'll walk that one back. <laughs> but yes. I'm going to Constance Wu that statement. <laughs> Always go with Richard. Um, I would watch that spinoff where that uh, sliding like, doors episode where she just chooses <laughs> Richard and then we see how that works out. Oh, she drops all those eye drops all over the floor. <laughs> it's a great scene. <laughs> anyway, um, segue to Michael Vartan Town. Yeah. So one of the love triangles I thought about was from Alias with mm-hmm. Sydney Vaughn and Lauren. And Lauren was one of those that is just like, let's get her out of the picture so we can get. Move it along, sister. So Sydney and Michael or Sydney and Vaughn could get back together. Oh, Vaughn. Um, and that was like, they purposefully i mean i don't know i won't speak for them but they made lauren be a bad person right like she ended up being a spy for the other side right no one was rooting for her leg of the triangle (laughs) yeah it was like you felt bad that she was kind of in this love triangle and you could tell that sydney and vaughn were still in love and then they're like nope you want to know how we'll get out of this will make her a terrible person. <laughs> She's a spy, baby. <laughs> um, so that was just one where it's like, Lauren is the obstacle, but really, Michael Vartan. I'm always on team Michael Vartan. Samesies. <laughs> Lauren was the Roy of Alias. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Lauren was the Roy, uh, Roy of Alias, who is the Rashida, Rashida Jones, Jones of, of the triangle. triangle. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Words that have never been <laughs> spoken into existence. Oh, So I also thought about um, Friday Night Lights. Did oh, yeah. That came up online, too. Um, in the first season, we Ugh. have Tim and Lila and Jason. Brutal. So this one is Felicity esque to me because you have, really mm-hmm, because you have Tim Riggins who like you everybody I think would root for mm-hmm. right, but he's not like the better choice. He is the only choice. <laughs> he's also a little rough around the edges. Oh, and but you wouldn't want your friend to be with yeah. him because you would want him for yourself. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Um, and then there's Jason who is just like a, a good guy who also has this life changing, um, experience of being paralyzed. Right. And sorry about your luck. I have to go. (laughs) Yeah. And so there's just something about Tim Riggins though, where you root for him and you want him to win. And I felt like slightly guilty about having that opinion, but. Oh no, I do not know a woman in America (laughs) who did not 
uh, cheer for him to have good things. Yeah, so t- I was definitely on team Tim Riggins there. I love um, that you're like, I can't put my finger on it, but I was rooting for that young man. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, just an interesting thing where it's like, you're rooting for Riggins, who has like treats people poorly a lot of the times. Does he? Yeah. I may have softened him around the edges and with distance and time. Yeah, and then you're rooting for him over the guy who's just had really bad luck. Eh, he'll be fine. <laughs> QB1, don't you worry. All right, give me another one. Okay. Um, <laughs> uh, so I would love to chat about a little program called Younger. Okay. Um, this is one of those where I cannot imagine anyone not supporting my side of the triangle and yet i know there are piles of them out there yes so the triangle <coughs> excuse me for younger is liza with josh or liza with charles mm-hmm. as loyal listeners will know meredith and i are hashtag team charles for life forever the end forever and ever the end yeah but where we differ is that i can see why people are on josh's side and i think those people should be institutionalized (laughs) um so to put it lightly (laughs) i i like josh and i like i like his character i like the way he is with liza Mm -hmm. but come come now like charles sexy pants up against a bookshelf Mm -mm. (laughs) not a contest um, I know you have very strong feelings about Charles. Yes, and someday I'll share them with <laughs> you. <laughs> I look um, forward to it. I thought I glimpsed uh, Saved by the Bell on our list. Yeah. Do my eyes deceive me? <laughs> I mean, it takes a lot of restraint for me not to add Saved by the Bell to every list of everything we ever talk about. They have an episode mm. for everything. Um, and I just briefly was thinking about all the many love triangles that were in Saved by the Bell. You might remember the, uh, probably the the biggest one, Kelly, Zach, and Slater. I mean, right? I feel like that may have been one of my first love triangles. Yes. Yeah. And then you have Kelly, Zach, and Jeff, who is, Jeff is the owner of the... The Max. The Max and... Is he Max the Magician? <laughs> no. 100% have, would watch. Um, in the college years, you have Kelly, Zach, and Jeremiah Lasky, the professor. Yeah. Um, which was one of my my favorite love triangles. Then you have Jesse Slater and Jen. Moving on to the Jesse Slater love triangles. Yes. Jen is um, Slater's ex-girlfriend um, from wherever he moved from before. And she comes to visit. And that's when Zach and Jesse dress up like old people and go spy on them in the movies. <laughs> oh, uh-huh. classic. And then, <laughs> then we have Jesse Slater and Graham. And Graham is... Someone on Senior Slough Day that Jesse goes and protests the styrofoam cups with. And that's when they learn that Jesse and Slater are no longer together. And because Jesse's interested in a boy like Graham. Oh. We have Lisa, Zach, and Screech. I think that was in like the final season. Where, well, that's, that's. That's one of those examples with the unrequited love, right? Where Screech has like been in love with Lisa forever and ever. And then there's one like a few episodes where Lisa and Zach kind of get together. Can we confidently say that if Screech is in your love triangle, (laughs) dot, dot, dot. (laughs) And then we're going to continue with the Screech love triangle. We've got Screech and Violet, who was played by Tori Spelling. Tori Spelling. And um, there was one moment 
in the chess there was a chess tournament episode mm-hmm. where the rival high school um had the girl allison pretend to be into screech and so he was kind of rude to violet so we had that triangle Woo. going on where um she gave screech he, screech gave her his beret all of this the drama was so deep. Oh, saved by the bell. You just give <laughs> and give and give. I mean, they just recycled those relationships over and over and over again. <laughs> so <laughs> the triangles were aplenty and I loved every single one of them. Um, that's fantastic. <laughs> Can I tell you one that came up a bit um, on the listener list that I forgot to mention? Yeah. Um, so Gilmore Girls, I yes. think, came up a couple of times. Mm-hmm. And that is a show that has a couple of love triangles. Yeah. You got Luke, Lorelai, and Christopher. Boo. Um, Sorry. Oh. <laughs> Sorry. Dang. Um, Christopher, you're super cute, but you're a dumb, dumb dummy. <laughs> um, but he was Richard and Emily approved, which is an interesting um, dynamic they sometimes throw in when they can't figure out how to make you like a character or understand why one of the other triangle points would be interested they're like but they fit in with the family exactly (laughs) he's one of us um so you know we all know how that ended yes um and then you got old rory old girl deserving of none of these boys first of all whoa you heard me shots fired at rory i regret nothing <laughs> um so i feel like that's always a good question to ask people mm-hmm. like just randomly walk up to people and say are you are you a dean a jess or a logan yep or you can just say in this climate <laughs> um what are you meredith i've always been team jess Mm, team logan <laughs> that's right that uh, might be somewhat colored by my undying love for matt zucri on the good wife but yes it is because i do not understand the interest in logan at all except for there's a, been a theme for all the the teams that or like the people i ship and that is they're all a little rough around the edges <laughs> lots of they lots got of a work to do tim riggins in them <laughs> i like uh, logan because he has money <laughs> the end um, can I also tell you an actual song about love triangles? Yes. So Crazy Ex-Girlfriend had a song called The Math of Love Triangles. It's going to be our th- new theme song. It was <laughs> so clever. Um, so it's during an episode where Rebecca, the main character on Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, is trying to decide between Greg and Josh Chan. Mm-hmm. Um, that was a triangle at the time. Um, and at that time, Greg was the correct answer. But further down the series there was another love triangle slash love quadrangle um that popped up and i think we all know that nathaniel was the correct answer slash choice in that i'll Uh, take your word for it um as portrayed by scott michael foster aka cappy from greek (laughs) i swear scott michael foster if you are out there and you are listening (laughs) i know you are from texas if you do not roll up to the atx greek fest I am going to lose my dang mind. Come on, Scott Michael Foster. I'm putting it out into the universe. You we do need it. Cappy. <laughs> um, anyway, back to Crazy Ex Girlfriend. Um, so the song was called "Math of Crazy," uh, the math of love triangles, 
and it's a send up of a Marilyn Monroe kind of like sexy dingbat singing where she's like in a like a beautiful dress with like elbow length gloves and she's being um, serenaded by a chorus of men yes um, who are all dressed like professors so they're trying to teach her about math and she's like that hurts my lady brain you know (laughs) Um, but there are so many math puns and math jokes Um, they have masterful use of the word tangent um, in a punny way Um, so I thought that was kind of the perfect uh, song slash love triangle to wrap up with I agree and is that that's in its last season it is over oh it is done Mm -hmm. how did I miss that so many so many big shows it's true are ending I know you've mentioned that at the top of the show but it just is hitting me how many shows we're saying goodbye to Mm -hmm. Um, but I think that's a show where because they have songs those songs will be like remembered right or like talked about for a long time oh right? for sure and referenced i uh, look back at them all the time i would <laughs> quote one of them to you now but they all have bad words in them <laughs> <laughs> i'll send one to you later <laughs> all right <laughs> as usual we're ending on that note <laughs> so thank you for joining us we would love to hear from you so be fr- be sure to follow us on twitter facebook and instagram we want to hear about your fantasy family um, you can email us at mytvfamilypod at gmail.com. Come and knock on our door. <laughs> Forget about triangles. Don't be a square. Get on over to <laughs> iTunes and rate and review us. My TV family. Make it a five-star review. Ba-dum-tsh. Bye. Bye.